Hi everyone, welcome back to the Futurist Podcast. Glad you could join us. And today we'll be doing another Christopher Nolan classic. Uh, this time, I know I've done the Chris Nolan ones by myself for the most part, uh, just because they're my favorites. But uh, today we have Tyler Danzi here with us today to talk about Inception, uh, one of Christopher Nolan's classic uh, original ideas. Uh, so this movie came out in 2010. It won uh, four Oscars for its best achievement in cinematography sound mixing, visual effects, and sound editing. So yeah, Tyler, uh, can you kind of tell us the, your first experience with this movie? Um, did you maybe see it in the theaters when it first came out, or did you see it later on uh, DVD or something like that? Yeah, so thanks for having me. I um, Inception's, I think, one of my favorite movies because uh, they make you think and you have to pay attention and and follow the storyline and um you know they're not all about just you know action and you know creating the cinematography out of it all it's it's a you know plot and you know you have you really have to pay attention to the story so um yeah i like this movie a lot but um as far as when you know where i was when it came out um i think you know at the year that it came out i was i probably would have watched it in in theaters at that time uh, you know i you know i've watched it a lot of times since then and you know bought the whole blu-ray i think it mm -hmm. was <laughs> back when blu-ray existed um, yeah yeah so um, yeah, that's one of the things that I love most about his movies, um, is that, uh, especially when you see it in the theaters, you're kind of forced to, uh, take it as it comes because what happens for me when I watch his movies and other movies like that that are confusing is I tend to pause the movies, rewind, and then uh, watch it all over again, like five million times just to try and understand it before I move on later into the movie but in a theater you're forced to take it as it comes like I said and just roll with it and as the new scenes are popping up uh, you're kind of caught between trying to understand the new ones and trying to make sense of the old ones and uh, in movies like Tenet for example and in this movie uh, there's not a ton of this one there's more downtime but there's not a ton of downtime to process the previous scenes uh, and so you're kind of stuck in that dilemma and sometimes when you watch ahead though it answers some of the questions that you That's have. true. So it can kind of be helpful to just keep watching and watch the storyline play out, and then you can get a better idea of what's happening and, you know, makes the picture a little bit more clear. Yeah, that is true. It just bugs me to move ahead without understanding the things previous, but yeah, sometimes they do answer the questions later. Yeah. Um, so before you saw it for the first time, did you know anything about the director? Maybe did you know anything about Chris Nolan? Maybe any of the actors in the movie? What was kind of your experience with mm -hmm. the people already in it? Yeah, I don't know that I followed Christopher Nolan before the, this movie. Um, like the Batman movies, his Batman ones were, to me, were a lot better than any of the other Batmans. Um, so his... His type of movies I know I really like, but I don't know that I really paid attention to the fact that he directed Inception also. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the actors in it, you've got, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, 
Killian Murphy, Michael Caine, as Michael always. Caine, yeah. yeah. You know, like you've got a lot of really great actors. And so I think, you know, just seeing, you know, seeing those actors and the previews and all that stuff, that's probably what it would have led me to go watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, when I first saw this, um, I think I think I watched this one on my own just through a streaming service. Uh, this was, I think I saw it for the first time two or three years ago. Um, and it was one of the first ones when I first uh, found Christopher Nolan and I first started watching his movies. This was one of the first ones that I watched. And like anybody else, I think it just blew my mind and I loved it immediately. So after you watched it for the first time, and I guess you could say after the consecutive times that you've watched it, what was kind of your feelings, um, I guess especially after the first time you've watched it? Um, what was your reaction, your first thoughts? Um, I mean, I, it was pretty cool. I don't know that I really understood uh, all of it. And so you had that feeling. And, and these are my favorite type of movies where you leave the theater or you know wherever you're watching it and immediately want to go back and watch it again. You know, like there are some movies where you you're entertained by it and then it's like, oh yeah, you know, that was, that was a good movie. That was entertaining. Um, but there's no reason to go back and watch it, you know, whereas this movie and, and others that he's done, it's like you finish the movie and you have all these questions in your mind as to like, wait a minute, but what did that mean? And why did this happen? Or, you know, like, I don't understand that. And so you want to go back and watch it again. And I think that's the cool part about, um, this movie and, and others that he's done, but, you know, like, like I, you, I, I kind of understood the whole idea of, you know, okay, they were in a dream and he was trying to like plant ideas and trying to, you know, like steal things and, and whatever through, through these dreams, but I didn't really understand the concept of, uh, his wife or what happened there. And, mm-hmm. um, what's his name the his act the actor is that watanabe guy uh saito uh, yeah like i didn't really understand his part of it um it was great it was entertaining very interesting and made me want to go back and, and watch more and kind of understand the mm-hmm. storyline better was that kind of do you know what you were confused the most with when you first like what was the biggest question in your mind after you saw it that you wanted to understand Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Um, I mean, I didn't really get the his wife, you know, Cobb's wife, the main character's wife, mm-hmm. Mall. Where, yeah, Mall, where she kept appearing throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and when she like jumped out the window, killed herself. There was that that um, scene, you know, before that, where they he, I, I think he was reliving part of his dream. And it just didn't, like, I didn't really understand what all that meant. And so that, you know, and also, you know, like at the very end of the movie where they're, they're going to like a a dream within a dream within a dream and, you know, like going down all these different layers. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of followed that and kind of understood it, but um, that made me feel like I need to go back and watch again and figure figure it out some more. Yeah. Speaking of that one scene where Maul jumps out the window, uh, this, I just remembered this, but, um, 
This was one of those scenes that when I saw the movie for the first time, just one of those scenes in the movies that I've watched that was just like heart lurching, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, not necessarily because of the, the suicide, the tragic suicide um, of his wife, because she thought that they were still in a dream, even though they weren't. Um, there were, That, of course, was part of it, but um, a lot of it was Cobb's uh, just reaction, because sometimes the reactions to these horrible things aren't great um, by the actors, but this one, um, I don't know if you remember, but he's trying to he keeps trying to convince her to come back inside and and uh, they're at opposite opposite balconies so two buildings across from each other and uh after she jumps and as she's falling Cobb like reaches out the window and like gasps and yells and um is just like in complete anguish and that was just one of those moments by an actor that have that just really like made my heart jump i was just like mm. oh my gosh like this is just such a horrible mm-hmm. thing to happen to yeah, someone like really believable mm-hmm. so two sides of uh the same coin what was one or two things that most impressed you after you first watch it and what was something that disappointed you that you wished would have been different mm-hmm. um i i think uh like the special effects were amazing you know like the the kind of iconic scene that you see where they they was at Cobb and that new um, girl that they're bringing on to help and they they create the city and you know they're within that dream and they're sitting having you know something to eat or whatever they're doing at that little cafe and then, and then the city starts to crumble and mm-hmm. turns up on itself like mm-hmm. you know the special effects were amazing and all of the stores exploding all around them yeah. and everything I remember seeing that and being like oh my gosh yeah yeah, like that part was very cool. So that was uh, interesting. The soundtrack was um, good. I mean, it it kind of like drew you in in a way. Like it, it like I think I I liked it, but it was also not my favorite. But I still liked it. So, um, and what could have been different? I think you know part of it. Like I I couldn't tell a lot of the time if what was a dream and what was reality mm-hmm. um or maybe what level of dream yeah like what what you know th- that ending scene like what where were they what was going on and you know like that was just kind of confusing for me but i don't know that that necessarily needs to change i did actually hear one thing that um so michael kane did an interview and he was saying how when he was given the script for um, the movie he didn't quite understand he was like wait i don't get this like what's a dream and what's reality and the person told him well any scene that you're in is reality Mm -hmm. he's like oh okay so if you go back and watch it you know now like think about that like any scene that he's in is reality and Mm -hmm. that can kind of clarify a few things uh, so going going back to uh, the more relating this movie to our time, uh, are there any technology, I guess there's really only one main technology, the Inception idea, uh, but do you think that that technology can be applied in our world, that it might be possible to exist and to create these worlds and uh, to go into other people's minds and steal information? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess you never say never, 
they've got the whole uh, Neuralink thing starting mm -hmm. where, you know, you can kind of record your own memories and, and all that type of stuff. So, you know, could that be used where somebody's hacking into that? And uh, I don't know. I mean, you never know. So never say never that that kind of technology would never happen. But, you know, you look at just the idea of inception, which is like you're planting an idea in somebody else's head and making them believe that it's their idea or they're the one that came up with it in a way that like that idea, that concept is already happening in the world all over the place. Like every time you um, open up your, your phone or you're listening to music or ads or <clears throat> commercials on TV or um, billboards along the side of the highway, um, you know, any, any type of marketing or anything that you look at, they're trying to plant an idea in your head that you need their product and you, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're solving a problem, but a lot of times they are creating the idea that's a problem. And then their product is the thing that solves that made up problem. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the idea of like planting an idea in somebody else's head, I feel like that's already being used all over the place for, you know, marketing and ad campaigns and all that is they're, they're trying to get you to think that it's, you know, you, you won't be cool. You won't, um, you know, you'd need this product. And then you in your mind are thinking that that's the truth, that that's reality and that I, I need this product and I have to have it. And, you know, my life's not complete without it. Um, so, you know, in a lot of ways, it's already, it's already here. It's already around us. Yeah. It's just another way of planting ideas in people's minds. Um, in inception, it's more, um, it's, it's more uh, like core beliefs. Like you, you literally can't tell between your old reality and your new reality with a new belief. Um, but I mean, that might even be something that happens in our world where you're just the same information is funneled to you over and over and over again. It becomes something that mm -hmm. you believe yeah. just because you've heard it so much. Right. Like it becomes a part of you and you think it's your own thoughts and ideas because you've been surrounded by it so much that your thoughts and your ideas, mm -hmm. your ideals, your values, when really maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah. So not that it's a bad thing. It's just the yeah. way things are and that's the way the world goes around. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder if, I mean, it kind of makes me think, I wonder if that was Nolan's intent. Yes. No, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, or if it was just something, one of his ideas that you know, turned out to reflect on our world today mm -hmm. yeah um so a common theme in science fiction movies is they give you a set of rules that their world abide bys up abide bys abides by <laughs> and um so sometimes either they have uh different laws of physics or they have uh, the same laws of physics but they have new technology or both um so in these rules in this world uh, at least the rules within the dream world um, do can you tell if there are any times where they break those rules? Do they they follow the rules that they give? Are they self consistent? It's just a question. It, an yeah, question I mean, I, I, like to I think it probably did. I don't know that I see movies. I don't 
overanalyze them. You know, I, I kind of will analyze a little bit, but I don't know that um, I remember any inconsistencies uh, with this movie. Not that I, I recall, but maybe there could be. So out of all of the, uh, and not just science fiction movies that you've seen, um, are there some things or something that is unique about this movie um, that you haven't seen before that uh, just made it really special? I don't know. Like I said, the, the special effects were pretty amazing. I think just the like the plot of the movie, at least for me, you know, I don't remember seeing a movie before that where it made me think as much as I had before. You know, like I could I could follow the movie kind of. It's like it was so in depth um, and so detailed that I I had to analyze it more and try to figure out the storyline and figure out what was going on more so than I had with any other movies. I think the ones that I had watched before were more just uh, like entertainment. They were funny. They, you know, was some kind of, you know, drama or, and, you know, just action entertainment type of a movie. Uh, but this one I definitely had to process more than others. So maybe this was kind of your first experience with a complicated science fiction movie, mm-hmm. would you say? Yeah. So just some uh, final questions that I'm uh, starting to like to ask my guests uh, before they leave. Um, so two questions. First, what is right about science fiction today? What has done well in science fiction movies that are currently being made? And then the opposite, what is what is wrong? What is not good? Um, what annoys you about science fiction movies that are being made? Mm-hmm. I think what's right is they... And I guess I can't overgeneralize, but, um, you know, I would say they tend to be a little bit more creative. You know, a lot of movies out there are repeats of the same storyline. You know, they put in different actors and actresses and they change the scenery up a little bit, but the basic plot and storyline is the same. Science fiction ones, you know, potentially do that also, but, um, you know, there's just a lot more creativity, you know, the, the special effects, the, the plots of the movies and storylines and everything tend to um, make you make you think like you have to think outside the box. And, you know, it's it's different than just the reality that you see around you. It's something completely made up and new. And I think that's what's so appealing about science fiction movies is, and this is true for fantasy as well, it's a little bit different feeling um, because science fiction allows you to, uh, like you said, like travel somewhere that isn't real. Um, You can kind of create this new situations in your mind where uh, new things could happen in this universe that can't happen in ours. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, So the second part of that question was what's wrong. You know, some that I've watched, like they're too... Like they've gone too far, you know, they're too unrealistic or they're too inconsistent. Like you could um, easily pick out inconsistencies where, like I said, I don't, I don't tend to pick apart movies too much, but um, when it's really easy for me to see inconsistencies, then they go a little bit too, too far or too much and rely maybe a little too much on special effects and 
maybe not enough on the storyline. So I think like the Christopher Nolan movies, he's definitely about the about the storyline, the plot. He makes you think, you know, it's very interesting. And you can get really, really into his where others might just be more about the the scenery and the special effects and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening where, um, like you said, uh, other movies that aren't science fiction end up being, uh, especially nowadays, they end up being about action and entertainment. And that kind of seems to be what you're saying is that science fiction now are kind of moving in that direction to where they're, they're still science fiction, but it's less about the, it's less about the story and it's less about the plot and it's more about action and entertainment. Yeah. Um, Just like blowing things up and, mm-hmm. you know, getting cool special effects and, you know, trying to just get those few scenes that are going to draw people in to come watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like so much about um, a lot of... Um, so I watch a lot of uh, smaller budget movies, smaller budget science fiction movies that uh, have super cool ideas. Uh, and that's what I love the most about them is that the ideas in them are so ingenious and so new. Whereas in the bigger budget ones, they aren't as new. And, you know, sometimes they have good ideas. Um but they don't execute it very well. So I feel like when you have a small budget, you're forced to do new things uh, that you wouldn't otherwise do if you had more money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, um, thank you guys. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you, Tyler, for coming on, talking yeah. to us about Inception. Thanks for having me. It was yeah. fun. Um, Make sure to go check the Instagram at the Futurist Pod for new episode updates. I'm sorry about the audio quality today, guys. Um, we're doing this one remotely again. And I'm looking at having uh, Mary on again, actually, to talk about Jurassic Park. Uh, here's a little uh, sneak peek into the next episode. So stay, stay tuned. Make sure you keep a lookout for that one. Uh, yeah. Thanks you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace out. <laughs>